Hi, my name is Kathy, and I'm one of the hosts of Touched by Crime. My sister Jude and I had talked about doing a podcast for a few years. It was before the pandemic, actually. Um, and we were searching for topics, and, you know, I thought recording our conversations and highlighting the problems of the world would be interesting, but maybe just interesting to us. I don't know. Uh, we both are into true crime, and there are tons of true crime podcasts out there. So we wanted to do something a little different, something that would maybe stand out. Um, and I do a lot of work with the Innocence Project of Texas. And one thing that I learned with that is there is not a voice for the forgotten victims of crime, which is the family members and loved ones of those who are incarcerated. So we thought that would, might be a good place to start. Although we did realize that after a while, the only thing that would change are the names. The stories would end up being the same. So we decided to uh, do one talking to anybody whose lives have been touched by crime. And um, that's how we got, how I got started in this. Hey, I'm Jude and um, I'm one of the hosts of Touched by Crime. When, when, my sister Kathy and I started talking about this. We had started talking about uh, doing a podcast because I had already had, I have another podcast that I record every week, but I wanted to do something true crime related. And we had kicked around a couple ideas, but nothing really stuck. One night, I actually remember when this happened. It was early, it was early in 2019, before the pandemic, probably January or February of that year. I had a dream about doing a true crime podcast where victims or their families could actually come on the podcast and, and be their own voice because I had listened to a few podcasts where people were reading others people's stories. They were their voice, but I wanted to hear from them themselves. So I, I thought about doing this and it was, I remember I was in the break room. It was early morning at work. Kathy had called me and said, Hey, what do you think about this idea of doing this podcast where victims or their families could come on the podcast? And that just blew my mind. I was like, what did you just say? Because we hadn't really, I didn't talk to her about it. I had a dream about it. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, we got to do it then. That's serendipity right there. I, yep. I don't know. But we've always done that. We've always uh, connected, even though we're 1,200 miles apart we've always done stuff like that and so yeah that was serendipity that was, was mm -hmm. that was our sign that we needed to do this yeah and okay then... <laughs> yeah what comes it, next well <laughs> it's just it's just it, it's gonna make me look bad because uh i know i just don't know how i got involved i i can <laughs> actually I remember anything I can't actually. I thought maybe you could tell yeah. me. Yeah, I know yeah. my name, and I know I know. Hi, I'm <laughs> Ellen, and I'm also one of the hosts. Uh, although I don't remember how, but Judy and Kathy, they will tell me. I'm sure it was Jude. It, it was, was Jude. me. I because we needed a third. We needed. I said we it can't. It can't just be the two of us. I, it has to be. We need to pull someone else in. And I said, hey. Don't you have a friend in Denmark? You think that she would want to be, be on? Because I figured what to broaden the understanding of crime and, and 
it would be really interesting to hear other people's, um, not just people in the United States, believe it or not, have crime. <laughs> so it would be really cool to hear someone else's take on um, things happening in America, but it also open our minds to crime that happened in Denmark or other areas and hear your opinion on it as well. I thought that would be really cool. Yeah. Well, you've got that, you know. <laughs> and I do. Yeah. Jude and I had tried recording some, mm -hmm. and it just wasn't working. There was always something getting in the way, um, like her job or yeah, her, exactly or, work. Um, yeah, the, the um, uh, construction outside her house, mm -hmm. and then time constraints with with both of us. And it just wasn't working. And I think it's because we needed more. Mm -hmm. We needed Ellen and we needed Ty. So that's how things, you know, pretty much tied together. And I would say also, if you do read each other's mind, maybe that conversation is, you know, not as entertaining to other people that <laughs> if that's what you're saying. If, oh, I know what you mean. Oh, I know what you mean. Then it would be short. It would short be episode. it would be very short episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how, Ty, how'd you get involved in this? <laughs> Hello, I'm Tyler. I'm also one of the hosts. Um, so, my mom is Jude, and my aunt is Kathy. And you guys both um, told me about the story of your idea. Yeah, and I, I love that idea. I really like I, I really like the idea of getting a perspective of people who like are in the family because you never like you said, you never get to hear from them. And you know, once my mom brought me on to help edit originally, um, once I met with you guys and Ellen and saw how like you guys all vibed together and like you guys brought me on and then asked if I'd like to join, I was definitely down because mm -hmm. this is exciting and I think that like having a platform to bring those people to like to let them kind of share their stories and like get that out there. I think it's it's really a good spot and a good place to hear from them. So I'm excited. I think this is going to be fun. And thank you guys for like inviting me on. I'm excited. And Ty, I think you bring a lot to it being someone who doesn't have the knowledge of the criminal justice field like some of us do. And you know, mm -hmm. we've learned the same way you're learning now through podcasts and through, you know, just getting involved, like me with the Innocence Project. Um, Ellen, too, she's involved with the Texas Innocence Project, even though she's way over there in Denmark. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, and, and also your youth brings a different perspective also. Yes. And I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I guess I should also preface that um, I have no, really no knowledge on crime or any thing within the justice system. Um, I haven't really listened to much of the crime podcast or anything. So like you said, I am here to learn and every, you know, word that's brought up from that kind of side, I'm always like, what does that mean? What does this mean? So I'm, I'm also excited to learn about those as well. Yeah. And that helps us, you know, to explain the, the words that maybe a lot of people don't know. So true. Yeah. We're in I this really, together. <laughs> yeah, and I really like that uh, Jude and Taylor, Tyler, you always ask the best question. Because mm -hmm. yeah. oh. you got that, what? 
why is this, how could this happen? That's not right, you know? And, and we're like, oh, you know, worn down by the sadness of the world. And <laughs> yeah, I still have hope for like <laughs> yeah. expecting that things are the way that they are in our system, yeah. you know, like they're in our favor, not in other people, you know, the, the system itself, but um, yeah. <laughs> and your generation's the one that that's going to change it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. I'm hopeful the generations that... behind us, you know. Yeah, I'm. We're making those that. those steps for sure. Right, and Ty, I'm not even sure if you're aware that I believe the reason why we asked you to be a host is I think it was Ellen's. It was a conversation between Ellen and Kathy, and I think Ellen said, "Do you think Tyler would want to be a host after talking to you mm -hmm. and, and meeting you as the editor?" So it was like we all tag teamed each other in. I didn't know Ellen. Awesome. I tag teamed her and she didn't know us or you. And she tag teamed yeah. you in. So that was kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ellen and I, mm -hmm. Ellen and I connected pretty well through the truth and justice podcast and then snow files. That's those two were, you know, our, our main connection. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and here's so the thanks, thing, Bob. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here's the thing as well. Tyler and I really, I am very interested in true crime. I watch and listen and read a lot of true crime things. I'm becoming more aware of my ignorance of things and the way the real world works. And I, I think Kathy and Ellen have a lot of the, the knowledge of the legal system and the criminal justice system that Tyler and I don't have. We don't have that yeah, exactly. understanding, the terms, the, the terminologies, the, yeah. Mm -hmm. The, the details that you two bring to the show, I think, is pretty awesome. Agreed. Yeah. And I would say I have like I have no uh, legal education <laughs> or anything, but I listen to like a lot of podcasts. And I wasn't gonna listen to podcasts back when they were like starting because <laughs> just to be you know difficult. But then <laughs> once I started, <laughs> yeah, and I found uh, I listened to Undisclosed um, because it, someone had said it was about the, like the legal, you know, things in the justice system in America. And I was just interested in that, really. But they told me to listen to Serial. And then I did that. They told me to listen to Serial before listening. Undisclosed, and yeah. then I was just uh, all consumed by by that, by Undisclosed. I kept listening to that. Then there was another podcast because they had other podcasters on, and then I found other podcasts that covered some of the same cases. So I was just listening to one million podcasts, and still yeah. am at a time. <laughs> but then, you know, I, what really, really struck me back then was that. When you hear from uh, the families and and in many of the cases, the people who were wrongfully convicted, but also other true crime podcasts, they're just so grateful that someone will listen. You know, mm -hmm. they need that. It, it's not that we can maybe all change everything at once or quickly or whatever, but at least they're not alone, you know, or silenced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really important so i was thinking this podcast would be a great way to to give people a voice yeah and i still uh, even though i i 
think I know a lot, you know, on high, I have learned so much already. And, and although it's upsetting, you know, our first, our first, um, case that we mm -hmm. talk about or people that we talk to, it's a very, very upsetting story, mm -hmm. yeah. but, um, it's very educational as well for me because, you know, the, there were things I had no idea about and you said so to all the three of you were like, we didn't know. Right. And yeah. you know, yeah. I think these days it's like, if you, it's just uh, about what you said, Jude and, and uh, Tyler, that you sort of live in a bubble where you know mm -hmm. a lot about one thing and you talk about certain things with your friends or family. And then you don't know why, why doesn't everybody know this? But then it's the same, you know, for me, I, I discover new things all the time. Like, what? I didn't know this was a thing or. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I knew, you know, uh, in, in our first case, the, the Rouse case, um, I didn't realize that those atrocities were still happening, um, you know, today. And, and to me, those things stopped when we, I don't know, I, I just figured, I thought it was something that stopped like in the 40s and 50s and it's yeah. still going on today. And that surprised me. Me too. Yeah, it, it's really shining a light on, you know, issues within our country that we don't even hear about or know because like you said, we live in a bubble. So mm -hmm. getting to hear about these issues kind of helps not only ourselves, but while we're doing this, the people that are listening, maybe that's helping them learn and understand that can kind of push for that change that needs to happen in the future. So. Right. Yeah, because, you know, the, the Rouse case happening on the uh, Yankton Sioux Indian Reservation is something that, like my generation, we were very um, pro-Indian. We were very... Um, um, a lot of us wanting to learn about their their lives and, and what went on. And, you know, I had no idea that while we were doing this stuff that these kids were still being sent to boarding schools where they were, you know, being, um, and, and I hate to use this term, but I have heard it uh, many times that they would beat the Indian out of them because you know they wanted to change their culture change their religion take everything away from them and, and until they became basically white people um <laughs> like that's, that's something that they that the people look up to being i don't i don't get it why why would you want to take somebody's culture and their their background oh, I and don't, their differences are what makes us unique and special and i don't understand why they want cookie cutter people i, I don't like yeah. that you know most people don't i don't get it but but yeah. i am still astounded and ashamed and mad that this stuff is still going on and such like people don't know about it yeah that's some 1920s stuff like mm -hmm. we are not we're not in that era anymore like yeah. that should not be happening and it never showed up to begin with. Exactly. 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 But, but here we are. We need to move forward. You know, we need to start making changes in positive ways. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and they, the only way that that's going to happen is to sit, shed light on it. You know, because we have the internet now, we have social media, we have so many more platforms to bring this to light so changes can be made. Right. I met Desmond through the Innocence Project um, client correspondence program, which I am a part of. And I, I started writing to him and he wrote back. And so, you know, we just, um, I found him to be interesting. Um, with the Innocence Project, when you write through the, the client correspondence program, they give you a little background on, on the people and their charges and everything. And so I did a little bit of investigating on my own. And, you know, I really believe that this crime never happened. Um, and so um, when Desmond got out of prison, he was in a federal prison for, I forget how many years. I, th I thought I read it was 28, but. I was going to say 27, so okay. 28 years. I don't know. And they sent him out the door with $5 in his pocket. $5 after 28 years in prison. What the hell is he supposed to do with $5? Um, and so um, I was, I got in touch with the, when I start writing to uh, a man in prison and he's married, I will always contact his wife mm -hmm. and let her know that uh, there's no, I have no romantic interest in anybody mm -hmm. in prison or you know, I just, it's friendship. That's all I'm offering. Mm -hmm. And I extend that friendship to the wife also. Mm -hmm. And that's how I met Anna. I reached out to her. And so I was able to help Anna help Desmond when he first got out of prison. Um, and, and that's, you know, I, I did give him my phone number and we've talked on the phone a number of times. Um, and, you know, he's a really, nice guy and i honestly don't believe that this crime that he was convicted of never happened i don't believe it ever happened um i he and his brother and and cousins are completely innocent and um so this is this is a case that just kind of blew my mind and that's why i brought it to you guys <laughs> and, and, and i thought it was like sort of a it was a heavy one <laughs> to start with mm -hmm. and 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 we thought that we could uh, you know do maybe one or two episodes on the case but that was not the case at all <laughs> and i'm really happy that we didn't do it that way because right. it's um it's a very sad and um uh, upsetting story but there are a lot of people's yeah, eye-opening. Yeah, that's very eye-opening. And there are a lot of people whose voices should be heard. Yeah. And and not, you know, boiled down to three sentences or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, the ones that were convicted need to have their voices heard. The ones that were uh, deemed victims need their voices heard. Mm -hmm. and, and all the other people who have been touched by these crimes that you know this is a little different one the the crimes that were perpetrated were perpetrated by the united states government right it's a really it, it is a heavy case and then we actually had talked to mike ware of the innocence project of texas the 
he had taken on this case and for him to take it on it goes through a, a large process legally of them looking in depth to see whether this is worth their time and so it, it, yeah. it, it is it was taken on by a legal um crew of people who who really really couldn't find anything and this is how i i view it i can't find anything in the records to say he's guilty i can find nothing in the transcripts to say he's guilty and that's what i have to base it on and i i really really went in thinking the opposite i'm gonna find something in here that's gonna prove that this guy's guilty or someone he's associated with is guilty or you know you think that you have something figured out when when you go in but I'm I'm really interested to hear what listeners think about it as well. Yes, and it was uh, heavy in the sense that I started out and I felt really I felt really bad for Desmond. Oh yeah, it, and yeah. and what he'd been through, and um, you know the injustice. He's so upset that he just he just wants a new trial right. to yeah. prove that there's nothing. You know, mm-hmm. because his conviction hasn't been overturned and it's very important to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, we've talked about where about that, where the case then legally, but um, for him, it was, to me, it seems very important that people know the facts of the case. Yes. Like it, it's, it's not just he wants his side or whatever. He wants the, the whole thing, everything that happened, he wants out there. Yes. Um, but then we, we moved on and we talked to um, one of the alleged victims. Mm-hmm. And it was horrifying to see, you know, that she had been like triple victimized because mm-hmm. she was made to testify against her uncle that she really loved. Yes. And she was so young and she was um, taken away from her family. She was uh, uh, put in foster care mm-hmm. with strangers and uh, didn't go back for 10 years mm-hmm. and didn't understand what happened. And then she realized as she got older that her uncles were in prison because of her right. testimony or she felt that way. She felt guilty. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and she was victimized. She was taken away from a family and she, she has been unsuccessful in being allowed to make her voice heard that because all of the the, all it sounds overwhelming but the the children that were like testifying at trial and we'll get into the whole thing but they all recanted Mm -hmm. like immediately and 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 no one wants to listen to them because they're like damn if you do, then if you don't, you know, right. well, then you must have lied then, then you're a liar, you know, right. or you're lying now, liar, liar. And yeah. there were little kids and they paid the price. They were sent away to uh, foster care. Yeah. And it, what people don't understand is the PTSD that it's caused all of them, right? every single one of them, even um, one of the, the Rouse children who was not, I don't think he testified. Um, but he ended up committing suicide because, right. you know, it would it was just so devastating, and you know the right. the PTSD that they all suffer from 
is it's so sad. I don't think, and it's. I think I went in there think really hard, like oh, you know, blah blah. Like I'm not gonna let this affect me. And I think I cried on every single episode. That's every single person's story touched me so deeply. I didn't expect it. It just blew me away. I really. Yeah, and some of it was was tears for what they went through, mm-hmm. and some of it were tears of anger. Yes, I think because of mm-hmm. what they went through. Right, it was senseless. But... Yes, yes, and and so so many victims because of a crime that didn't happen, and you try to you know find out why, and then you realize oh it's just the abuse of a whole group. Of people, yes, you know that are disadvantaged and uh, didn't have uh, the resources to fight back, and probably still don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the pain has just intensified. Like there's been no healing, no, because they're yeah. they have not had a chance. Any of them to come out with their truth. They they've been shot down. Well, the whole yes. thing is that none of these none of these None of the Rouse uh, cousins, none of the men, well, let me just back that up for a minute. Desmond doesn't want to say, you're innocent. What do they say, exonerated or anything like that? He's like, no, I don't want them to give that to me. I want people to hear it, hear everything, see the evidence or lack of evidence, and then base that retrial on fact. And he can't yeah. get that. And then the one person in charge says, no, we're not going to do it. It could, right. it could heal all these people's lives. It could heal so many people. And so, yeah. so many people who were hurt by the system and this injustice. And you won't let it be retried and hurt again? What are you hiding? Yeah. Like, that just makes me mad. They're yeah. trying to protect themselves. But right. they should be and wanting to fix and help other people. It's- they should be. Yeah, that's those are the kind of people we need in place of. Yeah, and I power. think it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to note that the Rouse case is only one. They're not the only one. Right. Exactly. But that's the one that we know about. The one that we're bringing attention to. Mm-hmm. And you know, if there are any other native families going that have gone through the same thing they they need to come forward they need to to band together to show the atrocities that are still happening right it would it bothers me too is that they take take away everything from them they beat them down so much and then they ask them i don't have anything why don't you have the resources well because you took them all away yeah and yeah. then you want to blame them for not having those things? That's ridiculous mm-hmm. to me. That's 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 the brutality. That's the yes. That's the brutality right there. Yes, I agree. You know, you you have to say, well, it's just that whole mindset that if people don't have anything, then they're not worth anything. Yeah, exactly. That's not true. It's the exact opposite. You know, it's usually the people that don't have anything who would give you the shirt off their back. And a heartbeat. Exactly. Yeah. And you're not to blame for what you don't have, but you right, know, right. people, people do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I also, because we talked about it, uh, the four of us, that it's re-traumatizing 
for them to talk about it, obviously. But it's also not doing any healing to not talk about it. And so, you know, we yes. really hope that listening and everybody else listening along, you know, make that sacrifice that they made because they want to be heard worth it. So they can know that at least some more people listen to their truths. Yes. Right. Yeah, that they're they are being heard and that's the important the important part. Yeah. My hope, my personal hope is that someone will be able to do something and at least let the trial happen. Um and encourage yeah. that to happen. Bring your facts. We're not afraid. You know, that mm -hmm. a good courtroom would say that. Bring your facts. Bring it. Bring it. We can handle it. You know, we want to know the truth. This is what this we this is what we do. This is all about justice. It's about, you know, yeah. rightfully convicting people if if you have the information. Right. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say if if you've got someone wrongfully convicted, then the person who committed the crime is out there somewhere. Right. But you know, like in the Ross case, there is no crime. No um <laughs> person that did anything wrong right there was no crime committed i'm sorry ty go ahead what were you going to say oh no that's okay i was just going to say I, I don't understand why when they were going for a retrial why what why that wouldn't be in the hands of a completely different courtroom or a different judge and other eyes to look over that you know because when that happened when it came time to that it was given to the same person yes. who then just did the same thing yes. but when he you do a retrial, brought him back. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. But my thing is like, when you do a retrial, why isn't that handed to another perspective? Mm -hmm. So then, like you said, bring me the facts, you know, there are no facts, you know? It, right. And so there it is, right. there's the answer and it, it'll get overturned. But yeah. I don't understand why the trial keeps being put in the hands of the person that started it in the first place, right? Yeah. Held it. Yeah. So if it was yeah, in South Dakota, so. take it out and put it into a jury system in Hawaii or yeah, you know, yeah. a completely different exactly. state, just somewhere completely different. The facts would be the same, you know? So if mm -hmm. there's evidence to convict them, they would still be convicted. Well, let's it, fight for it. Let's fight for that. Yes, I mean, absolutely. we can make that happen, right? We just need more people to hear this well, story we can. and fight with us. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully not no just the four can. of us, but we can we can <laughs> help kidding. push it, you know. Yeah. 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 Find somebody to uh to write that bill. Mm -hmm. um, and also every everybody who listens helps. Right. Just by listening. I really I really feel that like uh, when I talk to other people who just were amazed about their story being shared, they were this was another podcast, but it was uh, one of the victim's family, right? And she was on Facebook and they were going over this uh, wrongful conviction that might have happened. Mm -hmm. And she was, she thought in the beginning that, you know, the people who were in prison were guilty. But anyway, like she was amazed of all the people who had reached out to her. You know, to, just to support, like just knowing that right. more people heard a story, her story, her brother's story, mm -hmm. everybody's story. So it's like, yeah, just you help when you listen, but you can do more. Right. Yes, please right. pass the bill. Absolutely. And also what I was thinking when I, yeah. And I was like, I was also hoping that 
or thinking, isn't it America? Isn't that where you can sue everybody, you know, in civil yeah. court? Are you allowed to take people's children away and there's no paper trail? You cannot find the dates and there's no, you know, communication with parents and all of that. I That's really insane. don't understand. And I don't understand that why why the victims, not of the <laughs> sexual abuse, but the victims of, you know, the, the government, yeah. mm -hmm. really. I don't understand why they can't sue for endless trauma. I know. Yeah. The, what they've been through and, yeah. and, and the things they went through in foster care. That's the responsibility of the state to make sure mm -hmm. things like that doesn't happen. Right. That's true. There, and I don't know, maybe they can, but be, I, I, there's such a, a difference when things happen on a reservation. I know. I think you that know, they, that, right, but, but right. The, the rights have been taken away. They weren't in foster care on the reservation. No, they were taken off the reservation. You're right. But I also think yeah, that um, indigenous people's rights have been taken away so much that they're so mm. hurt emotionally from that. They're despondent. They don't think anybody's going to care. They don't think that anybody's going to listen. They don't think that they have a chance that even if they did file something, no one's going to listen to them or take them seriously. I think you're right. That sounds awful lot like um, what I was saying about the people in prison. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. same right. treatment, mm -hmm. same treatment. Just keep beating people down and you wonder why they don't stick up for themselves. Well, because you just spent 10 years beating them down. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, it, and it's, so, yeah, so I heard people say like, like the native community has to come together, but like you're saying, you really? So they have to do that as well, you know, right. being yeah, well, completely right. brutalized for generations. Really, it's a, you know, yes, it stings forever. Like you inherit stuff like that. If your parents are traumatized and your grandparents, it's amazing yeah. that they still, you know, have their loving families together. And then you expect them to find each other and unite and go to mm -hmm. law school and change everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and uh, you know, I just said right. that a few minutes ago that they need to band together and, and bring their stories out, but yeah, they don't know how they don't know who to contact. They, um, but well, hopefully they can contact us. I can, <laughs> doesn't yeah, cost, an, well, hopefully... doesn't cost anything. Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, I've talked to Desmond and Anna, and they are planning on starting their own podcast. So that might be a, a place for other natives to contact. That's awesome. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. And a get good, their good spot to get those stories out. Yeah. 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 Right. I think that so. that's really good too, because there, there's so much to learn about this case, and there's so much to learn about Desmond and and Anna's people, but mm -hmm. that's really good also for other native people to come to them because Desmond knows what kind of difficulty it is to get your story out. Yeah. And he yeah. might know the right questions to ask, or, yeah. you know, he has a different perspective that he has that solidarity, maybe same background, same, who knows? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Cause he's gone through that. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So there's a trust maybe that, that they wouldn't have with us, which, or another podcast or another one, you know, but there's that, that trust, right. maybe um, that bond that they might have, might have, I'm not going to say that it's, you know, 
a definite thing, but it, you know, at least they're a little bit more in a safe zone. They would feel that right. way, I think. Yeah. Right. Yes, because it must be, it must be so horrifying to anybody. This is not just about like Native Americans or people in prison or mm -hmm. families related to people in prison, but it must be horrifying to have to keep telling um, people who doesn't know this happens and keep watching people being in disbelief and you have to explain for hours and bring your documents and that's one person and then the next day you meet someone else and you have to start over yeah and so i think maybe that's you know I, i'm not sure shared trauma is a is a like a good ingredient in, right. in trying to heal right but but i do think that if you have that um, that what do you call it pre-knowledge right. that if you talk to someone who who knows what it's like to live on the reservation mm -hmm. who knows right. you know all the problems and 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 hardships or know someone who knows them maybe that's easier with something you don't have to convince people like yeah. it's not that but I have to ask about things that I don't know because I don't know but it still must be tough to keep trying to explain something to people that they just have no idea about. And that is so outlandish. So, yeah. because I was like, oh, wow. Uh, and I was shocked. I really was, I was really shocked. But uh, I was worried that it, that can also be an insult, right? Mm -hmm. because this has been happening for so long yeah. and no one knows about it and everybody's shocked True. and and it yeah. must feel like where have you been yeah exactly I, where have I you told people been you. yeah yeah <laughs> right yeah but you don't know what you don't know then you can't exactly and so you can't beat yourself up for really that happy no no yeah. and, and and i was uh yeah i'm just happy that they have a chance to to share that story. I am as well. Yeah. Me too. I didn't realize going in because I didn't know much about the story. I, I kind of just followed in with you guys and man, it's it's brutal. Like the conversations that we had and how deep yes. it got emotionally, man, like I wasn't prepared for that. But you know, I'm I'm glad that they've been given a, a platform, you know, with us to kind of have that discussion and mm -hmm. have the ability for them to get that story out. But it's, it's <laughs> some, some deep stuff. Yeah, it, it sure is. And it's, you know, um, so emotional for them. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I worried about re-traumatizing them with mm -hmm. retelling the stories, mm -hmm. but they want to get it out there. Yeah. yeah, I think we all. Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that they were brave enough. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm thinking also. If, if people are like, oh, do I want to listen to something that's really hurtful? Well, it still happens, you know, yeah. regardless if people listen or not. Right. And so, oh, you know, if they can live through it or hurt through it, then mm -hmm. we can listen. Yeah. You know. True. Thank you so much for listening to our launch trailer. Please check in next Tuesday as we release our first episode with more in-depth discussions of our pre-launch conversation. And if you haven't already, we'd love for you to follow the show here and subscribe. And if you enjoyed the episode, 
please feel free to drop a like. To keep up with all things TBC, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.